friends in How I Met Your Mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Uh, and uh, how are you, Natalie? Uh, good. It's a rainy Monday as of this recording. The rain never seems to stop. It started a little after Christmas. Yeah. And we've gotten enough breaks here and there, yeah. but it's really been raining like crazy. It has. And it's good. We know it's good. We know we like it. Yeah. Um, it's just tough to be in it. But you know... I was reading about how Los Angeles, I mean, all of California, especially Southern California, is in a years and years long drought. Los Angeles is so not prepared for rain like this that, like, oh, yeah. you think, oh, at least it's good it's raining. But half of the rainfall is just going into the ocean. They yeah. don't, like, the infrastructure to, like, yes. retain it and use it isn't, yes. isn't there yeah. for rain like this. Yeah. So it's sad. Like, we could have used this. We should have more reservoirs or something. I don't know. We should, yeah. I don't know. Um, I should be governor is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't have a, like good uh, drainage systems either, like in our streets or like yeah, even uh, just like in our complex. Like it's a full on flood. It becomes like a river. And yeah. our poor dog. I mean, anyone who has a dog knows it's a pain in the ass to take your dog out in the rain. No one likes it. Some but, dogs like it. We were told. Yeah, we've but been told. We've never experienced it. Darla has to swim. To go outside. Yes, she doesn't like swimming. She's already at a disadvantage. Yeah, she's got a bum leg. I can't remember where we talked about her bum wheel, but she's got a bum wheel. She's got a bum wheel. Um, but how are you? Oh, same. same. Yeah, same. everything's okay. great. No, right. Nothing to complain about. Okay. Should right? we talk about some... Oh. Well, yeah, so what we do on the show is we watch an episode of Friends, an episode of How, how I Met Your Mother. We already did that part before the podcast before the garage band started rolling. <clears throat> yeah, same day, actually. Let's see. Yes, if, finally. Let's yeah. see if this helps. Um, Probably won't. <laughs> and then we talk about it. We compare, contrast. Uh, so today, what we watched is um, season four, episode 11 of Friends, which is called The One with Phoebe's Uterus. Mm -hmm. And also, coincidentally, season four, episode 11 of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Little Minnesota. Not Lil. Little. Little yeah. Minnesota. Um, by the way, I'm going to say right now, we have no, like, correspondence. I, I don't know what's going on, you guys. Friends, mothers, come on. We, we give we throw out so many things. I mean, I don't mean to, like, scold you. Like, I understand, like, everybody's busy. It's the holidays. Just got over. You're getting back to work. It's raining and stuff. But, like, we depend on you guys. We really do. And even if you've written You're it You're a before, part of the show, too. Don't think you can't write in again. And don't think that yeah. it has to be something, you know interesting or insightful or <laughs> poignant we'll take whatever we can get we have a whole segment devoted to this yeah i know that seems in retrospect so, like it might have been a bad idea i'm just gonna read from the fearless flyer if we have no correspondence moving forward <laughs> no don't tell people that then they won't people like that no no one likes it maybe one person likes it um i think a lot of people like it okay. personally um all right so maybe let's... maybe it's our like calls to action haven't been um, insightful enough. We well, you know what we need to do we, that we're bad at is we need to remember, like, as we come up with calls to action to, like, write them down and call them out again at the end of the show. And create hashtags for them? Individual hashtags for each one. I think hashtag <laughs> catching up with our correspondence <laughs> That's good enough. is yeah. good enough. Just do that. Yeah. Has anyone done that? Yeah, I think uh, Jackson usually uses okay. it. All right, Jackson. Um, yeah, so let's put a pin in Little Minnesota. Ouch. And we'll start with season four, episode 11 of Friends, which, again, is called The One with Phoebe's Uterus. So 
we open at the uh, at the perk. Everybody do a shot of espresso. We open at the perk. Uh, Frank Jr. and and Alice, right? Deborah Gerald's character is named Alice. Mm-hmm. Frank Jr. and Alice, they couldn't wait. They, they eloped. Um, there's a funny line in here that I'll save for uh, funniest moments. But uh, they're married now, and they're sitting at the the perk with Phoebe and Phoebe. Is like, what can I get you guys as a wedding gift? And they were like, actually, uh, funny you should mention that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how either one of them talks. Yeah. But uh, they want to have a baby and they want her to be the surrogate, right? Is that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Alice. They want her to tote it, basically. Uh, they want her to tote it. <laughs> Alice uh, uh, is, I guess, well, she's, the joke is the age difference. Yeah. Alice is, how, how old is she supposed to be? Like in her 50s? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Still probably like our age. <laughs> We're not in our fifties. No. Uh, I mean, practically. Practically. Right? Once you're forty, you're like practically yeah. fifty, right? Over the hill. Uh, <laughs> I've been over the hill for a while. Um, so they ask her to 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 carry the the baby. We don't really see her response in the moment because then when we come back from the opening titles. We're at the gal's apartment, and they're playing a fun game where they're throwing playing cards into a... I couldn't tell what it was. They were <laughs> trying like to... Into, like, a little cup. A little cup, yeah. They're all, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. So, um, Phoebe basically tells the gang what uh, Frank and Alice told her, and she seems into the idea. Kind of open to it. I mean, yeah, she seems open, leaning into being into it. Yeah. But the rest of the gang are not into this idea. Yeah. Um, they think it's too big an ask, or or it's the you know, Ross obviously like his uh, wife whose name I'm already forgetting. Uh, Carol. Carol, uh, you know he went through that or saw her go through all that with Ben, so he like is talking about the things that are going to happen and and are you ready for that and and uh, so there's a lot of naysaying. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Phoebe says you guys are way more positive about me making denim furniture, which is funny. Um. So then back to the perk, Kathy's back after multiple episodes of Kathy being like Vera on Cheers, just yeah. a mentioned but unseen uh, romantic partner. How long at this point have they been dating? I know, because this is now like after the holidays. So this yeah. is like, it's got to be like at least two months, right? Yeah, so it's been a dry few months for old Jan. Yeah, Jan so man. we find out, so yeah, uh, they're a very cute couple. Um they're still in, like, I guess the early stages. Um, and, and Rachel and Monica are at the perk, and they're, like, jealous. They're like, oh, I love being in that stage of a relationship with all the sex. And Chandler reveals that they haven't had sex yet because Chandler has anxiety mm-hmm. because he knows from <laughs> hearing through the wall yeah. what a good lover Joey is and how good the sex that Joey and Kathy had in particular was. Yeah. Which I understand, like, that actually seems like a pretty big, like, And just, not even that, just, like, it's, he's intimidated by, like, Joey clearly has had many, many women, so he's more experienced. So he feels that, yeah, he won't. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't have the goods. Yeah. All right. um, Oh, also during this whole scene, Chandler is, like, sitting on the edge of the couch at the perk with his shoes just on the couch so rude very rude i mean yeah. like i wouldn't do that at home it's i certainly space. wouldn't do it yeah like i mean that's just it, it is rude yeah they act like it's their own goddamn living room yep uh oh i skipped um right before phoebe shows up and tells everybody 
Joey has an announcement too. Yeah. Uh, he got hired as a tour guide at the same museum. The Museum of Natural History, I guess, uh, is where where Ross works. Which is you and I, I mean, is that actually the museum it's supposed to be? Because uh, doesn't Ross say, like, in his speech, yeah. this is the Museum of Natural History, it's very unnatural? Yeah. Because you and I have been to the Museum of Natural History in New York City, yeah. and it's enormous. Yeah. So maybe, like, Joey works just in the dinosaur it's park? It's always my favorite thing to do. Any new city, I always try to go to, go to the Natural History Museum. Yeah. And the, my favorite one thus far has been the Field Museum in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. I might have liked the Museum of Natural History in New York better. Do you remember our plan was, we were so foolish, this was over 10 years ago, we were like, okay, first half of the day we'll do Museum of Natural History, second half of the day we'll go to the other side of the park and do the art museum. Yeah. We spent the entire day at the Natural History Museum and saw like a fifth of it. Yeah. It's so big. It's absurd. It's like the Smithsonian in D.C. Right, like, yeah. Oh, I'll hit yeah. the Smithsonian today. To, yeah. Like, no, you won't. You'll take a month yeah. off work <laughs> and see half of it. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's why I like that. I'm sure you can find guides online, but we also on that not I mean, not on that same trip uh, as New York. The same trip we went to the Field Museum. We went to the Art Institute of Chicago, yeah. which they have like pamphlets that are like, "Hey, if you need to see all the big stuff yeah. quick, I like that. Here's the path to take." And yeah. we both basically did that. We like wandered off and like added our own things a little bit here and there, but like I had lived in Chicago for four years and been to the Art Institute multiple times, yeah. and had never done that until you and I went. And there were things like. I don't think I ever saw the Gerhard Richter paintings when I lived there because yeah. I just never got that far in before. It's like, oh, shit, where my time is up. I got to get I have a place to be. But so how like, sad would it be like if there were like a museum cliffs notes of like the important things to see and like you you weren't there, you know, like or like well, your family. people are dead. Well, they're family members. What oh, OK. They yeah. got passed over and they weren't in the cliffs notes of the museum must see. I, I, I guess that is sad. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. But Calls the, to action. The, no. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what is your strategy when approaching a massive museum? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Um, where was I? Uh, you were talking about Ross hiring or getting Joey hired. Oh, right. Museum. Because then the next scene we see. So I went back to talk about that. Um, because the next scene we see, scene we see is Joey giving the tour and he's like giving speaking of cliff notes he doesn't like know very much about dinosaurs so he's kind of like cheating a little bit um can't pronounce things so he's making shit up yeah he can't say pleistocene so he just says jurassic um uh and then he doesn't know what kind of foot the t-rex foot is he's like here's a big foot um and that's a funny scene it ends with another very funny thing that'll be in my funniest moments um Next scene we cut to, we're back out in um, the affair country. We're back out in Montauk mm-hmm. because Phoebe has gone out to see her birth mom, uh, Phoebe. Terry uh, Played by Terry Gar. Um, because the friends, her, her friends suggested, why don't you get some advice from someone you know who was actually given birth? Yeah. Um, and uh, she... Wanted to do the uh, Terry Gar Phoebe. I can't just call her Phoebe because so Terry Gar wanted to do this in person because she had a little has a little like uh, like home ec like egg type experiment. She gives uh, Phoebe a pug puppy. Very it's incredibly cute. I know unnamed, we don't like unnamed pug. Yeah, puppy. we don't love animal actors, but we love this but pug. This puppy. pug puppy is very cute, um, and and Lisa Kudrow is very cute, like uh, reacting to it. 
Um, what's, what's funny to me about this is there's a whole like part of the scene before Terry Gar reaches into the box and pulls out the puppy. So that puppy was just like just sitting in the box, chilling in a box. Yeah. Um, uh, so her her idea is that she's going to give Phoebe the puppy, and then in three days she's going to take it back, and Phoebe's going to see how hard it is to let go of a puppy after three days, and that's just a fraction of how hard it's going to be to let go of a baby after nine months of carrying it. I don't know. Okay, I'm obviously... We don't have kids. I don't have the biological ability to carry children. I feel like... Maybe call to action, um, if you have some insight on this. I, I feel like Phoebe's mom is glossing over the important difference between what she went through and what Phoebe is considering going through, which is that the baby... The babies, the twin babies that Terry Gar's character, you know, uh, uh, put up for adoption or I can't remember exactly. No. Essentially gave to her friend. That's right. Were her babies. Yeah. The baby Phoebe is considering carrying is not going to be her baby. Right. She's carrying it. So I feel like, I don't know, cause to action. Like, should that have been more of an issue? Like, should it have been brought up? Like, I feel like Phoebe should have said, but this isn't gonna be my baby but i guess we get there she, at the end she would be carrying her niece or nephew yeah yeah i we've talked about this before is there like a gender neutral name for your siblings children no there should be yeah 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 like i wish we could say we have 10 uh so-and-sos yeah Call to action. They are little so and so's, our yeah. nieces and nephews. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's a good name for just a gender neutral niece and nephew? Off, not off, kinfolk? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then we. Did you, did you oh. have an egg baby in um, junior high or high school? No, I didn't take. Because I took home ec. You know what I did, though? I took summer school home ec. Okay. I think I've said before on this podcast, I can't remember how it came up, but summer school home ec and summer school gym, like PE, because those are like um, requirements. Yeah. So you take the summer school version, it's like the easiest, most fun yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? Um, although, yeah, I, I did have a home ec teacher who was weird, oblivious, and also racist. Huh. Um, oh, you told me about... Yeah, she like... We were making stir fry was what we were going to make that day. And she said something about using a wok. And she, like, then said to my Filipino friend, is that right, Ryan? Just, like, assuming he would, like, know how to cook in a rock in a wok because he was yeah. Filipino. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was the racist thing she said. She also, there was one time that I got, I, I got food poisoning from a bagel that I ate before class. It was, like, a veggie bagel. So it was probably, like, I don't know, bad bagels, like, bad yeast. I don't know. I got Did food. you have um, cream cheese on it? No, no. Just a regular, just a plain ass bagel. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a veggie bagel. But just like a dry bagel. I probably had put butter on it. Hmm. You think that's the what the food poison was the butter rancid butter? Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't doing cream cheese back then. I used to be. I was a picky eater as a kid, and then, as you know, Natalie. I do, I'm a person who tends to be set in his ways. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things like butter on bagels that I did as a kid because I thought cream cheese looked gross. 
Yeah, and you then have like, a thing with cheese, like soft cheese. I like soft cheese, just not cottage cheese. I've never had cottage cheese, you don't and I like, don't want to. Um, carrot, or you don't like cheesecake? I don't like cheesecake, no. Um, doesn't taste like dessert. Tastes like cheese. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, there is a certain point at which I stopped being a picky eater, but on certain things I was still kind of set in my ways. Mm-hmm. So I'd like, it was weirdly like into my 20s mid to late 20s before I like was like maybe there's something to this whole cream cheese on bagels thing and now I love it yeah but uh anyway so I was sick from this bagel that I ate and in the middle of class like I didn't have time I just felt it and I was like I'm gonna throw up and I got up ran across the entire back of the classroom and puked into the trash can that was next to the front door and this home ec teacher just kept going on with her lecture in my head I'm like oh she's being polite she doesn't want That's people great. to she's just yeah. like keeping on going but then when I'm done, I interrupt her and I'm like, excuse me, Miss whatever. Um, can I go to the bathroom? And she looks at me, she's just noticed me for the first time. And she's like, Okay, but you should try and do that before class in the future. She had no idea that I'd been puking. Gosh. And some other girl in the class went, He just puked in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember grabbing the trash can and taking it out to the hall with me. And seeing the janitor and just being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but at least I puked entirely in the trash because yeah. it was all over the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was my Did weird she feel bad comeback. at that point? I don't know what she felt. She was a yeah. weirdo. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how racists feel. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're back in the museum. We're in the lunchroom, which is like. You said who dis. Yeah. I guess some workplaces have like cafeteria yeah. type lunchrooms. I think most places do. But, like, I mean, like a cafeteria where you buy the food there. Oh, yeah, there's a little salad bar, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess maybe a museum does have, like, you buy your food yeah. there. Like, you work at, like, NASA or whatever. Yeah. That's what I imagine <laughs> happens at NASA. Yeah. Um, in the 60s, at least. Anyway, um, Joey has saved a seat at the table for Ross, but his uh, co-worker, Sherry Shepard. Yeah. It's Rhonda, but she's played by Sherry Shepard. Yeah. That's her character's name, Rhonda. Is like, uh, no, the... The guys in the white lab coats don't sit with the blue people coats. in the blue blazers. Yeah. Like, they, they don't, uh, it's a very, like, mean girls, like, high school. Yeah. Stratified of, social. Yeah, lunchroom politics. Yeah. Um, Joey uh, invites Ross when he does come in, and Ross is like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to sit with my buddies. So then that night, um, they come over to Monica and Rachel's where Joey is eating again. <laughs> like, I love that. They just hang out, like, with no plan. Yeah. Like, Monica and Rachel, who live there, yeah. are on the couch. Yeah. And Joey's just, like, at their kitchen table eating a sandwich. Joey's eating a sandwich, yeah. But he could have, like, taken a sandwich to his home, but he was just like, no, I want to be near my friends. Yeah. And just eat a sandwich. Yeah. Um, that's great. I, I, I wish I had friendships like that. Yeah. I say that. Um, anyway... Uh, so Ross comes over and Joey's clearly upset and Ross is like kind of making excuses, but like, um, there's a funny thing. I don't know if it's in your funniest moments, um, where Ross is like, Monica at your work. Don't, don't, (laughs) is it in your funniest moments? Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so Joey's clearly very, uh, sad. Uh, Phoebe's also there with the puppy. Um, we find out that when Monica and Rachel weren't around, Phoebe was letting the puppy, uh, go to the bathroom on their balcony so and they call it a balcony there's been questions before yes. but the fact that they yeah. call it a balcony confirmation um you, you too no oh, just a- um okay sorry 
So yeah. Uh, so they have a balcony. Uh, and then, but then Chandler comes over and he's like, "I've done it. I've had sex with Kathy." Right. Mm -hmm. And this leads me to what might be my least favorite scene in the history of Friends. Yes. Um, yes. It's so unfunny. Yeah. It's just so unfunny. It's also uh, just like beyond the realm of possibility. So, um, so Chandler basically asks Monica and Rachel for sex advice. Yeah. And Monica, we never see the paper. She like draws a diagram of a woman and labels all of the erogenous zones. And it's just like this endless scene of them talking in codes that are innuendo sounding, but don't actually represent anything. No. And so it's like fake ribaldry. Yeah. And it's like, it feels very juvenile and it goes on forever and none of it's funny. And I was, I literally wrote, I hate this in but my I, notes. But I think it's supposed to be provocative. Monica basically like brings herself to climax. But I guess it would be, okay. I mean, she's naming all the erogenous zones. We yeah. get the uh, impression that erogenous zone number seven is vaginal penetration, right? Mm-hmm. Based on what the way they're talking Based about context, it. context, yeah. Other than that, it feels all messed up. Or, or it feels all made up. And I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, we're adults. And maybe this is where... I feel like How I Met Your Mother's attempts to be, like, edgy have mostly uh, been cringy. Yeah. But maybe this is a situation where the more straightforwardness of How I Met Your Mother and maybe, like, a, a willingness to be a little more raunchy... This felt like something that was for grandmas. This was very grandma, yeah. It was not funny. No. And it went on forever. It really did, yeah. I really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I wrote, talking in code, I hate this, innuendo that doesn't mean anything, Rachel's into toe stuff, truly unfunny. <laughs> Those yeah. are my notes. Yeah. Um, also, um, stolen from Seinfeld, like, pointers about, like, sex or how to, like, please a woman. Yeah. But Seinfeld, I mean, I guess Seinfeld would be, I guess Seinfeld was a little more ridiculous. Yeah. So you could get away with yeah. the stuff more, like the the knuckle and the thumb or whatever. The roundabout uh, or the hurricane or. <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, the, that was show funny. is so yeah. silly that yeah. who cares? This is, feel like, it feels like it wants to, very much wants to be the uh, Katz's Deli scene Catch the Steiner, whatever it's yeah. called, from from when Harry met Sally. But that scene is specific. Yeah. It is not, I don't know. A, it's, it's like, actually about something, not, like, a half-suggestive, like, cross-stitch pillow, like, throw pillow or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just hated this so much. Yeah. Um, back to the lunchroom. Um, we get another... Uh, uh, so there's another scene. Uh, Ross comes in and he decides he's going to sit at the table in between mm -hmm. the white lab coats and the blue this blazers. This is after the he, argument that he and Joey had. Yeah, yeah. So he he's making a big stand of like neutrality. He makes a big speech where he takes off his jacket and like let's see what's under the coats or whatever. Yeah. And people start like admitting like declaring he's, like, declaring things like about their true selves. Ross talks about like being divorced and having a kid. Um, there's a guy uh, played by uh, Chicago stand-up comic Chip Chinnery, who um, clearly has OCD. What's that? The redhead guy? Oh, uh, no, yeah, no, no. no, yeah, his Scott. Uh, he's the one who says his thing is that he has to 
flip a light switch 17 times before he leaves or enters a room where else his family will die. Yeah. Which is like funny, but also like OCD is real. And that's like, yeah, sad too. It but, is sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, the, they all come together. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe has to give up the dog. So back at the park, it's the, the day has come for Phoebe to give up the pup. Um, Frank and Alice, Frank Jr. and Alice sort of happen to stop by, but really they're just like hovering in the neighborhood waiting for Phoebe to make her decision. So they. But do they know about like the three day? Was that it? No, I think they're just, they've just been like. Lingering. Yeah, they've just been around waiting for Phoebe to make her decision. I think it's a, it's a coincidence. And Phoebe realizes because she doesn't want to give up the dog. So she's on the point of saying, I can't do this for my brother. If I can't give up a dog, I'm not going to be able to give up a baby. But then. When Frank Jr. and Alice see the pup, they're so taken with it that Phoebe's like, why don't you take the puppy? And they're so happy. And she realizes, oh, this is going to make my brother so happy. I absolutely yeah. should do this. It's a very sweet scene. It is very sweet. Um, that pug is so wiggly. Yeah. It's so cute. So yeah. wiggly. Um, and then there's a, uh, so that's, so, you know, yeah. And then Terry Gar comes back for the dog and is like, but that's my dog. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> Pug, like purebred pugs are like thousands of dollars at this point. Right. You don't just yeah. like yeah. give it away. Um, and then we get a tag at the end. Uh, this is the wrong show, but have you met Bed? Because Monica and Rachel in their PJs. Yeah. Um, and Kathy, with her hair all mussed up, runs in to say thank you. Yeah. That's stupid. It's stupid. Very stupid. Okay. Uh, anything else? Any of the stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments? I also thought it was like during that scene in the cafeteria when it was like these like declarative statements about who they were. Sherry Shepard's like, "My breasts aren't real," or like she had yeah. a funny way of saying it. But and everyone was like, "Ooh, weird!" Like it just seemed like like you were saying before, just like old people's version of like what's risque and, yeah. and funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this felt, like, very... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care for it. Uh, all right, funniest moments? Okay. Um, um, I will first. The uh, <laughs> Maybe the hardest I laughed, and it's more, like, sort of physical comedy from David Schwimmer. When Joey's giving the tour and Ross is, like, setting up an exhibit on the other side of the glass, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And Joey's like, oh, this is one of our most... Important scientists, uh, Dr. Ross Geller, uh, look at him hard at work. And then he does like the disappearing pen trick where he puts it in his ear and pulls yeah. it out of his nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, okay. Um, yeah, we already talked about Joey giving the tour. Um, he's telling the kids, this uh, specimen is from the semi late Jurassic period. Yeah. <laughs> and a kid is like, no, this is from the Paleolithic. Bubble. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a very funny... I like I like silly stuff that has nothing to do with the episode. So uh, when Joey shows up in his blue blazer, Chandler says, Donald Trump wants his blue blazer black. Yeah. And then blue blazer back, but then everyone won't let it go. Yeah. And makes fun of him for saying... And ruining uh, the joke. For ruining his own yeah. joke. Yeah. And it goes on for a while in, in a good way. Yeah. More of that. Yeah. I like this. Um, yeah. In that conversation, um, when I think Ross says to Monica, like... Well, where do you eat at work? And we talked about it before. She says, I eat by myself in the alley because everyone hates me. <laughs> so I guess the little, like, ruse didn't work with Joey, like, getting fired. Like, yeah, but maybe they are still not. They maybe still they did stop, her, like. But they're now her, yeah. afraid of her a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, okay, my last one is Frank Jr. telling the story about them getting married. Because he's like, so we were at the courthouse, we were having lunch, and then Phoebe's like, wait, why were we at the courthouse? And he's like, we were having, having lunch. lunch. And then he goes, we think to ourselves, hey, we're here, and we're having lunch, let's get married. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. Um, I also thought it was kind of funny when um, Sherry Shepard was like explaining like the division like the stratification in the in the lunchroom yeah and like how unfair it was that you know they won't even like sit next to them and she's like that guy over there um you know i used to like i grew up with him yeah and she's like i knew him from ps 127 which is like it's kind of like cute new york yeah new york yeah um, Yeah. genuine new york authenticity you know yeah um but she was like screaming like i gave you my snack pack yeah um (laughs) and She's like, see, look, he's pretending they can't hear me. And Joey's like, I think everyone is pretending they can't hear you. Um, But then also in that same scene, another woman comes over and tries to sit with them. And Sherry Shepard kicks her out because she's gift shop, which is like way bottom. Even even lower on the social strata. Uh, Any other funny moments? Uh, No, I think that's it. Let's move on to uh, friends, but make it fashion. I already mentioned them, but Monica's uh, plaid PJs at the end with little daisies on them. Yeah. Or were they sunflowers or were they daisies? Now I'm already I forgetting. Daisies. I wrote daisies. Um, I thought they were very cute. Um, speaking of Monica, Monica had a rust-colored sweater over like a collared shirt, and I thought it was a cute look. Okay. That's it. Um, when Chandler has his feet on the bed on the couch uh, and being very rude. He's wearing like a, I think the pattern was like houndstooth, but it wasn't the black and white you associate with houndstooth. It was almost like a, it was very dark. Like the, the pattern wasn't that much differentiated from the main. So it was like a very muted, like houndstooth, like almost like brown on brown or or brown on gray or something like that. I didn't notice that. Uh, It was cool. It had a cool pattern. Um, And I have one more if you don't have any more. I don't have any more. Um, I just thought when we first, the first time we see Joey put on his blue blazer, um, he's wearing it over a like baseball, like a ring tee, which I thought was a, yeah. a funny, funny look. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to what's under the umbrella. Okay. You start with that. Um, okay. Silly games with cards <laughs> when okay. they're bored. Okay. Um, uh, I have more. Uh, we talked about animal actors. Mm-hmm. We hate them. Yeah. But we love this wiggly pug. Um, we saw a, um, like, the fuck you hand gesture, like, by slapping their wrist together. Did we? Yeah. Rachel does it to Ross, and it was kind of, like, in the background, almost, like, just, like, oh a nod gosh. to... See, I take notes, and I miss these things. Yeah. So yeah. they're still, like, kind of... I'm glad that we're not, like... We've kind of ignored them. They're, like, yeah. they're annoying with their, like, passive-aggressive remarks to each other, yeah. but it's yeah. just kind of, like, there. Yeah. Um, we got an I know from Phoebe. We did? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Joey is like, we know Joey's like pretty dumb, but (laughs) he didn't understand the concept of Phoebe like caring. (laughs) He's like, you're actually considering having having sex sex with with your brother, brother? which is like, we've talked about incest (laughs) themes on this show before. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Monica probably wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I have. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. And we're back. Uh, and we're ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 11, Little Minnesota. 
Little Natalie, take it away. Minnesota. Okay, so we start out at McLaren's, and everybody it's, do a shot. Everyone do a shot. It's Christmas time. Yay! And it's really cold outside. It's New York, um, and Robin comes in in a t-shirt when it's cold out because she's yeah. tough and she's Canadian and she yeah. can wear a t-shirt. Uh, Marshall is kind of like agreeing with her, like he, he can wear t-shirts also because he's from the cold tundra of Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Um, they're talking about um, uh, Ted's sister, Hurricane Heather. Right. Well, for, first we get a comment from Marshall about um, the lack of white people in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no black um, people in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, except, the lack of except black people. for Prince. Except for Prince, which is like a funny joke. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, not true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But maybe we're... Wherever the Ericsons lived, maybe it was true. Yeah. So we get introduced to Heather, and it's not a great uh, introduction. So, like, she's, we're, we're learning that she's, like, undependable and, like, flaky and. Right. Um, Ted's sister. We said Ted's sister. Ted's yeah. sister, yeah. Hurricane Heather. And she's a hurricane right. because she's always, like, causing havoc wherever she goes. Like, she asks for money, and then she uses it to buy a ticket to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And we see her crowd surf. Crowd surfing. But like, what's funny, I like that she's just like literally on the phone yeah. crowd surfing for multiple songs. Just like, she just, that's yeah. how she's enjoy, enjoying the like concert. And it's like a Nine Inch Nails-esque like sound in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really funny. Um, it looked like it was probably fun for that actress to do. Yeah. Erin Cahill like is a, her name, by the way. That looked like a fun scene. Um, so we learn also that Ted has been kind of shielding uh, his sister from Barney because he's a sexual predator. And every time, um, like, every time Ted gets, like, a family Christmas card, um, Barney, like, sings some, like, pervy Christmas song about their family and how much, like, he wants to bone his sister. And to Ted, that's, like, the worst possible thing that could ever happen. So he's... Yeah, I wouldn't want my sister to... (laughs) be subjected to Barney either. Of course not, but, yeah. Um, Barney's then, songs were funny. <laughs> but that, Yeah, they were. But, like, maybe you should consider your friendships. If your friend is, like, such a, like, predator that you don't want him around your family, then, like, maybe you should rethink Well, I think everything. that comes up in the episode. Yeah. Um, so, Ted lies to Barney about what they're doing. Yeah. I forgot what he says. He says... Um, we're going to watch a Kathy Bates movie marathon, oh, but, yes. but not Misery. Yeah, that's actually my funniest, of course. Of course I knew. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't help to podcast in the same day as watching the show. I'm still going to forget everything. Well, I remember more. Yeah. Um, so, so I can always, well, actually, you, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Thank you for that. Um, so Ted and Heather and Marshall and Lily go out to eat at a restaurant. Um, well, you're skipping over when they come home. That's right? what I'm saying. They come home from being out to dinner. No, because Barney's at dinner with them. No, Barney's at at the apartment and he gets the chair, and he says, "Why, hello." So there are two dinners. Yes. Okay. See, I don't know anything. Doesn't help for me to watch it the same day either. Apparently, I could be wrong. Okay, so Barney like rents a chair just so it swivels and he can have like a. A sniffer, snifter, snifter of brandy, yeah, and spin the chair around and say, "Why, hello," <laughs> um, which was funny. 
Um, he bought his own chair. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, then they go out to dinner. You're right. Yeah, so they, they, I, th- I thought they were coming just coming home from picking because her up at Lily the airport. Because Lily can't keep a secret. So Lily has a problem with, like, yeah. Ted try, like told her about, you know, we don't want to tell Barney about Heather being in town, and she can't keep a secret. Right. So not only does she tell Barney, she tells them where they're eating dinner, and Barney adds himself to the reservation. Yeah. Um, a couple things I wanted to point out. I really like the music for this episode, specifically in the scene with Barney in the chair, because it's very Christmassy, but also like kind of like sinister. Like yeah. he's like, it feels, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, also, um, I love that when, uh, Ted says to Barney that he's like, the reason he tried to keep him from his sister is every time he, he says like, every time you saw a picture of my sister, you turned into like weird Al, except only writing songs about banging my sister. Yeah. And Barney's like, first of all, thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that is a big compliment. That is, yeah. Um, so meanwhile, all this is going, so they, they go out to dinner, um, Marshall, Lily, Ted, Heather, and Barney. Meanwhile. Not Marshall. Oh, right. Because Marshall is with Robin. We like these fun pairings. Yeah. So Marshall takes Rock because she she's missing the tundra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's missing the Great North. Um, so they go to a a Vikings bar, like a Minnesota Vikings bar. Yeah. And you know Marshall kind of preps her like, by the way, like don't let on that you're Canadian. Um, I guess that happens like later in the the time. But um, everyone at this bar, they're all wearing the same like Vikings jerseys. They're playing um, a video, like a, f- a fishing video game, mm-hmm. um, Fisherman's, Fisherman's Quest. Quest. Or FQ, as Robin calls or it. Or FQ. Um, <laughs> they're talking about football. They're drinking like the local beer. I forget what it's called. Bemidji Ale or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Robin's loving it. She's like, this yeah. is just what I needed. Yeah. I love these people. These are These are my people. But like she can't truly be herself. Um, right, because they don't like anyone who's not from Minnesota, and they particularly don't like Canadians. Yeah. Um, I, if I can point out a couple things I liked about this scene. Well, I just wanted to bring up the topic of, like, these kinds of bars that are for, like, transplants. Mm-hmm. You know, the bar that used to be our, like, main hangout pre-COVID, which then during COVID the bar went, like, very MAGA, and now we don't go there anymore. Yeah. But that's a Vikings bar. Yeah. Um, we, you and I have been there unsuspectingly when like, we didn't realize they had like a Thursday night game. Yeah. Like we know on Sundays it's a Vikings place, but I think we were there once and we're like, Oh shit, the Vikings are playing on Thursday. Cause all these people in jerseys yeah. started swarming in, yeah. but there's a, I'm trying to remember. There's a Packers bar in Burbank that we've been to. Um, there's also a, I haven't been in a long time, but I'm a Mizzou college football fan and the Barney's Beanery in Westwood of all places that's where Mizzou fan goes fans go to watch uh games and then during the uh this isn't an ongoing thing but just during the St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup run go Blues um the Rustic became the sort of de facto St. Louis Blues bar in in Los Angeles so it was a lot of fun to go to the Rustic and eat wings and watch the Blues win the Stanley Cup yeah that was a lot of fun um so Uh, while Marshy and Marshy? While Marshall and Robin are at the Vikings bar, um, we see... Oh, I, I have more things about that scene. <laughs> so do I. But this is... Aren't I, aren't I supposed to be doing the recap? But you're cutting back to another thing, I'm right? cutting back. But I'm going to go back to the bar. You go back to the bar. I just wanted to say things while you were on the right topic. No, I'm going... We're going back and forth like the show. Okay. That's what I do. I know. 
Okay. Seems like you don't know. So at the dinner, um, Heather is saying like she's going to move to New York. She's going to go to NYU and she wants to like lease an apartment, but she needs a co-signer. And Ted's like, no, no, no. I've fallen for this before. Like you're going to take the money. You're going to like fuck it up somehow. You're untrustworthy. I don't trust you. And then Barney's like, hmm, I work for um, the bank. I could, you could come down and we could talk about it. Um, so this just pisses Ted off. He doesn't trust either of them. Yeah. Um, they, uh, Heather and Ted, or Heather and Barney set up like a time for her to come down and, and meet with him about this loan, um, which I guess they do. Um, and then Lily and Heather and, Ted are window shopping. Um, Heather likes this briefcase and she goes in to like look at it and Ted's like, don't steal it. Right. And Lily's like, oh, we all have a have a klepto phase yeah. in yeah. our lives. Um, she doesn't steal it. Um, but then Lily breaks it to Ted that she's, well, she, she spied on Heather and Barney when she went to the office, right? And she's like, I hate to tell, hate to break this to you, Ted, but like she walked in and they were like quickly dressing. Right. Barney and Heather. Yes. Apparently post-coital. Yes. Yeah. And this, of course, pisses off Ted. He's very angry at both of them. Uh, okay. Let's go back to the Vikings bar and let Davey have his comments. I was just going to point out. Uh, a, Marshall's one of those guys who says we when talking about the team that he is into, yes. which I'm not against, but I don't do it because I know it annoys people. Yeah. So I don't do it, but I'm not, I have no problem with it. Uh, but I also wanted to point out one of the actors who's like the main guy that we see um, uh, in the bar and interact with. His name's Eric Bruscotter, and he's, um, he always, uh, uh, I know him from Crimson Tide and Starship Troopers. He always plays like the... bro But like the dumb but lovable bro like he's yeah. always like a teddy bear or whatever yeah. um it's it, when starship troopers it's a sad moment when he dies um so i like eric bruscotter um so at this there. bar That's all I wanted robin to is um she feels so accepted and loved by all these um vikings fans and then in order to curry favor with the clientele she tells a story about her father crying over a football game which is marshall's story that he told her so marshall's getting pissed off and then um they're all laughing about canadians and how (laughs) canadians are uh afraid of the dark (laughs) um and all of these other um like silly things about canadians um and then let's see okay we Cut back to McLaren's and Ted and oh, I'm sorry, Barney and Heather are like making jokes about sleeping together. Like, oh, I'll like bend over backwards for any job. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Barney says something like, you'll f- fill any hole in the staff or whatever. Yeah, I'm always like, eager to fill an opening or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which just like sets off Ted. And then it's revealed that they were actually, it was like a clever ruse. They wanted to like catch Lily and Ted in this like lie. So they were just pretending to be post coital putting on their clothes. Um, and they just wanted to prove that they were not who Ted 
thought they were. Yeah, I'm not sure what it proves, yeah, actually. Yeah, it didn't really prove anything. But, um, they got Ted to freak out, so it was more of a, maybe more of a prank than anything. Yeah, But yeah. yeah, it seemed like they were trying to prove a point, and I'm not really sure what it was. Yeah. Um, so, I guess he wanted to... Um, yeah, whatever. That was kind of dumb. Um, meanwhile, at the Vikings bar, Marshall gets so upset, and then, then he screams, Robin's Canadian! And right. then Robin has this whole thing. I'm glad you found out. And she, <laughs> she's trying to defend Canada and, you know, saying, like, we're not afraid of the dark. We don't love it, but who does? Yeah. Um, and also you can have fully nude strip bars and also serve a full bar alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's another thing I kind of passed over. Like when Robin first goes to the bar, she loves that it's like full of, quote unquote, real men. Yeah. No one's getting manicures. No hair product. Everyone in, or all the men in New York are are ten percent girl, which is yeah. like eye rolly yeah. heteronormativity. Yeah, um, which we've talked about before. But then it does cut to Barney like ordering dinner and saying something about like dairy making him bloated or whatever, which I guess is supposed to be girlish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back at the apartment, uh, Ted tries to reconcile with his sister. Um, he gets her a present. He he buys the briefcase that she right. loved. And then inside of it is the lease that he signed. So he co-signed the lease after all, which is really cute. Um, uh, after the whole bar thing with Robin and Marshall, they have like a, kind of a heart-to-heart on the stoop. And they're <laughs> um, drinking Slurpees and T-shirts. It's yeah. like clearly winter <laughs> in New York. Um <laughs> And he, they have like a sweet moment where he's like, "You belong here in New York. It's not New York without Robin." Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like funny Canadian humorisms. Yeah. Um, and then we hear an Otis Redding song. I don't oh. remember which one. Yeah, I don't during remember. the stoop conversation. Okay. And then we get a final tag at the end, where um, they well they go to a. Um, the Hoser Hut, which is a Canadian bar. Yeah, Marsha found a Canadian bar. Yeah. Um, so they go to the Canadian bar, and then the final tag at the end is Marshall doing karaoke for Let's Go to the Mall. Yeah. <laughs> and Robin is yeah. mortified. Um, I also liked uh, that Marshall is pretending to be Canadian, because it says, like, yeah. next up, uh, karaoke from Ontario, Marshall yeah. Erickson. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, when they first get to the Hoser Hut... Um, someone is at karaoke doing crash test dummies. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I honestly want to go to the Hoser Hut. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In the Hoser Hut, like, we see, like, a little, like, someone bump into someone. They, like, it would seem like there's going to be, like, a big fight. But he's yeah. like, oh, no problem. Want a donut? Like, it's very civil. Yeah. yeah. And funny. Um, yeah, I, I've been you know, to Toronto a few times and I've been to some pubs and, yeah. uh, yeah, the last time I went, I, um, you remember the last time I went like, just back, back in September, like it took me so long to get out of the airport and get to my hotel and everything that it was like 11 o'clock by the time I got there and I hadn't eaten. So I just looked for a bar in the neighborhood that like had food and I sat down and ordered some wings and immediately was like friends with everybody and like somebody like ordered a drink she poured and like they didn't want it and she was like you want this rum and coke and i was like sure yeah <laughs> like i was like it was they are very friendly yeah um anyway uh are we moving on to funniest moments yeah well you go first um well i forgot about it the first round but the kathy bates movie marathon 
No Misery was yeah. very, very funny to me. Uh, we already talked about this, too, but uh, Barney's Holiday Songs. Yeah. I wish I could see her naked. I wish. <laughs> yeah. And then what is the dreidel one? He's like, Heather, Heather, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the first one was. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I thought those were funny. What else you got? Um, Robin to someone playing the um, Fisherman's Quest. She says... Um, Tip of the angler's cap, my friend. <laughs> um, everything. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Everything about Canadians being af- afraid of the dark was yeah, funny. Yeah. It being like just a ridiculous um, uh, stereotype that isn't isn't true, quote yeah. unquote. That Marshall and like Minnesotans made up just about their their neighbors. Yeah. But then like it turns out that it is true. Yeah. And Robin's like, there was a power no outage. one likes the dark. Yeah. Well, no, when <laughs> they go to the hoser hut. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall accidentally leans against the light switch and everyone freaks out and he turns it on and Marshall's like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, with the Fisherman's Quest game, we got a bar patron who says, got a possible gill screen. That was going to be my next one. It made me yeah. laugh so hard. Yeah. Possible gill screen. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And I think everyone knows that reference, right? Uh, yeah, it's from, um, what's that movie called? Uh, uh, Fistful of Quarters or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's supposed to be possible kill screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also the name of an episode of The Shield. They they titled the possible kill screen as clearly okay. a reference to. Uh, is it called? It's is it called Fistful of Quarters? I think so. But it's like this Billy something story. Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. And um, I don't remember the other guy. Billy oh, it's Mitchell. called The King of Kong. The King a of Kong. A fistful of quarters. Yes, 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 yes. They couldn't settle on one name. Yeah. They're both too good. Yeah. So, yeah, The King of Kong. Um, it's a funny documentary. Steve Wiebe is the guy who's like... Steve Wiebe. So, like, it's clearly... Like, listeners, if you haven't seen The King of Kong... Have you seen The King of Kong? That's a call to action. Um, like, the... The documentary sets up that Steve Wiebe's the good guy and Billy Mitchell's like the like Steve Wiebe's uh uh Danny LaRusso and Billy Mitchell's the uh whatever uh William Zepka character. Um But if you think about like Steve Wiebe, like there's a clear shot of him like when he's practicing, like in the garage playing Donkey Kong while his like wife and kids are just yeah. out. He's like oh, yeah. he's clearly not he's a neglectful father <laughs> yeah. and husband. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you're making me want to watch King of Kong again, though. Yeah. Uh, that's all I had for Funniest Moments. Do you have more Funniest Moments? Uh, no, that's all I had. Um, but real quick, uh, props to the props department. Ooh. And this is also kind of under the umbrella. It, at the Vikings bar, there are giant, comically large burgers. And Robin, like, in, like orders sliders. And they're yeah. humongous burgers. <laughs> and she's not going to share them with Marshall. And I thought that this was, like, such poetic justice from that episode where everyone was eating burgers she had none yeah so now she finally gets a whole plate of giant burgers um i also love that when we when we cut back to the bar the plate like she has cleaned the plate there's like a straight piece of lettuce and that's it she's eaten like five five burgers yeah uh all right uh how i met your mother would make it fashion what do you got uh nothing okay (laughs) um uh the first time robin goes to the the Vikings bar, she's wearing a very unfortunate and very dated look where she's got that like kind of like tank dress over like a thermal shirt, which is kind of fine on top. But mm-hmm. then she's got a short denim skirt. Oh, yeah. And very high leather boots. Yeah. It they looks love, bad. They love their boots on this show. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just in general, I laughed. Like you, you pointed them out, but like Robin and Marshall just wearing warm weather clothes. Yeah. Uh, in the freezing cold is very funny. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What's under the umbrella? All I got was let's go to the mall comes back. Let's go to the mall um, comes back. I also listen. I know some listeners know. I know I'm the guy of the two of us who knows how I met your mother. I know some listeners know it better than than I do. But I think that we never meet Ted's sister again. <laughs> I don't. Really? I don't think she ever comes back. So even though she's moving to New York yeah. and co-signs yeah. on a yeah huh. yeah That's it's strange. like. Uh, like Dom from Entourage, if anyone knows that reference. Uh, no, I never watched it. Um, You're better off. We I watched talked four about seasons. we talked about shoplifting. Um, also, Lily can't keep secrets. Um, that's been a theme, I guess. Has that come up before? I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Okay. Um, should we move on to similarities? I had one big one. Uh, yeah, I have a few. What's your big one? Both Ross and Robin make big speeches at the end. Uh-huh. You know, Ross has his big speech about people coming together in the lunchroom, and Robin has her speech about standing up for Canada to these Minnesotans. Okay. So, along those same lines, I had not belonging in certain spaces. So, yeah. in the lunch on the in the lunchroom and then also in the yeah, bars. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about the heteronormativity in both both shows. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to fl- playing favorites? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, met your, your Mother. mother. Yeah. It's a, I mean, this was like stacked because it's a mix between Feeling, Min- uh, Feeling Minnesota. That's a movie with Keanu Reeves yeah. and Courtney Love, right? Yeah. I never saw it. Uh, Little Minnesota is great. Yeah. And this Friends episode had the least funny thing I've ever seen on Friends. Yeah, Friends, so it was like, it's it was a blowout. A, it was of. a weak episode, and How I Met Your Mother was very funny. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and also, it was a Christmas episode, which... Yeah, yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we don't have any correspondence to catch up on. Um, so should we move on to my favorite segment to introduce, sure. which is yeah. Yeah. how were we doing? This is what we look at what was happening in the world in the days that these episodes aired. So season four, episode 11 of Friends, the one with Phoebe's uterus, aired on Thursday, January 8th, 1998. Um, this was the day that Roseanne filed from divorce from her third husband, Ben Thomas. That's the main thing. Unabomber suspect Theodore Kaczynski asks to act as his own lawyer. That's the main. That's okay. that's what happened. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. At number five, LSG My Body. At number four, Janet Together Again. Hmm. I don't know. At number three, Puff Daddy, It's All About the Benjamins. Hmm. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. Um, and then at number two, Elton John, Something About the Way You Look Tonight. Number one, Elton John's Candle in the Wind. Season four, episode 11 of How I Met Your Mother which again is called Little Minnesota, aired on Monday, December 15th, 2008. Hold on. This is Monday. This Friday, you and I will go on our first official date. <gasps> on Friday, December 19th, 2008, we have dinner at Peru's. May it rest in peace. Yes. The uh, uh, vegetarian Indian place on Sunset. Yeah. And then... We were going to go to Good Luck to have a drink afterwards, but it turned out to be closed for a private event. Yeah. And so we went to Tiki Tea, yeah. which is like... It's amazing that we got in. 
and got a seat at the bar. And got a seat at the we, bar. Because we sat at the bar. You still used to smoke we back smoked then. cigarettes at the and bar. And that was back when you could still smoke at Tiki Tea. Yeah. I know you haven't been able to smoke in bars in California since the 90s, but there's a thing where, like... There was a loophole. Basically, if an establishment is entirely owned and operated, like if everyone who works there is a member of the family that owns the place, yeah. they could... Make a decision. They could make a decision. And they did for years. Now you can't smoke in Tiki Tea anymore. But you could in 2008. And so we sat at the bar, smoked cigarettes. It's a weird place for a first date, Tiki Tea, because it's a, especially on a Friday night, it's a fucking madhouse. Yeah. Uh, not a good place to like chat. But I feel like we had a good good time Yeah. on our first date. And that was only four days after this episode aired. Yeah. Good week for America. Yeah. <laughs> um, things that happened on that on this day... Um, Let's see. And after an ice storm, hundreds of thousands of homes in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey are without power. Power. Um, Anthony Pelicano sentenced to 15 years in prison for illegal wiretapping. Do you do you remember the Anthony Pelicano tape uh, case? Mm, where was this? This was here in Hollywood because this is um, maybe this is why I know it so well. It's very much tied in with the movie industry. Mm. Anthony Pelicano was, I think, officially a private investigator, but really he was like a Ray Donovan, like a fixer. Okay. No, and, I don't remember this. Yeah, he got into a lot of trouble for breaking and entering, for making threats, for illegally recording people, uh, illegal wiretapping. Wire um, he ended up going to prison. Um, I looked this up for over ten years, um, but it was a it was kind of a you know a flashy story because so many like Hollywood names came up in it. You know, at one point he had been like hired by Tom Cruise's lawyer or something. Um, but the biggest name that got caught up in it is director John McTiernan, director of Die Hard and Predator and oh. Hunt for an October. In the investigation, he lied to the FBI and ended up spending, I think, four months in prison. Wow. Uh, or maybe like a year in prison. Okay, he was in prison for a while, uh, the director of Die Hard. And this was after, I mean, his career had already kind of petered out. Um, but uh, I don't know if he's even made anything since then. Do you think so? Um, no, I don't. Or I don't know. But <laughs> I just asked to vamp yeah. while I looked it up. Um, yeah, no, his the last thing he directed was Basic in two thousand three, which is before this happened. Um, it was called Basic. Yeah, you were, it was um, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, and it was like a sort of spin on Rashomon, where Samuel Jackson's character I think was like a drill sergeant who died during a. Oh, like I basic haven't seen training? it so long. Like, Died during basic training, and okay. then John Travolta plays the army investigator who gets brought in. Okay. And every time he interviews people, we see a different version of events. Okay. Um, I remember thinking it was kind of fun, to be honest. I don't remember. I I don't remember that movie at all. I don't zero recollection of yeah. that. Maybe if I saw the well, that's 2003. That's right when I was working at video stores and I watched everything. Me too, which is weird. Maybe oh. if I look at the basic. Okay. Wait, yeah. who's the second person? Connie Nielsen is the... Oh, okay. I have... Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I definitely saw it. Um, yeah, look at this cast. Yeah. In addition to those three, it's got Giovanni Tim... Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, Tim Daly, uh, Tay Diggs, Dash Mihawk, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Anyway. See, I'm glad we took a time out to talk about John McTiernan. But that's still the last thing he's made. Um... I need to refresh this page. Can you vamp for a second? Oh. The internet's um, acting funny. Sure. Uh, cedar balsam scented candle. Ultra moisturizing hand cream trio. White truffle popcorn. 
I don't, I don't know what to do. I had this up earlier, and now the... Minty cocoa truffles. The page isn't working. So I can't get the top five songs. Coins of the world. I don't know what to do. It's like frozen. Maple glazed... We can't just not do it, right? Donuts. Is it your internet? Is Maybe. it your phone or mine? Do you want to try on mine? Maybe. I could try. I mean, you know what? I have a laptop right here. Um... Cauliflower pancakes. Mini chocolate mousse dessert. <laughs> this is so fun. Panoply of, of organic pasta. Okay, what did I say? December 15th. No. Truffle oil duo. Whole colossal Kalamata olives. <laughs> okay. December 15th, 2008. Let's see what happens. Oh, okay. Came okay. right up on the laptop. Okay. All right. Top five, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, T.I.'s Whatever You Like. At number four, Lady Gaga's Just Dance. Um, at number three, Britney Spears' Circus. I don't remember that one. Mm-mm. At number two, Beyonce. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. And at number one, T.I.'s Live Your Life. So, uh, let's move on to our final segment then, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we look at, we try to predict what's going to happen next week on the shows, both shows, um, armed only with knowledge of the episode titles. Mm -hmm. So, let's see how we did last time. I said, Frank Jr. returns and grills Phoebe on the constitution and sturdiness of her uterus. Mm. So, I thought like the... It was going to be more I, because it said it was said it was the one with Phoebe's uterus. I thought it was going to be more about like, is she physically able to do this okay. than is she me- emotionally or mentally able? Okay. So I don't think I was right. Well, you were kind of right. Well, you were way off. You said Marshall's relative, who is relatively diminutive, comes to visit the Big Apple. You wouldn't, couldn't have known how close you were that a relative. Yeah, comes that to ten, town. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with the title, Little Minnesota, which. Is the bar. Yeah. Um, so I'd say we're both wrong, right? Okay. Okay. So we're, miraculously, we're both tied at one. Hmm. Nearly halfway through the season. Imagine that. How does that happen? Uh, all right. Friends. See, you want to you vamp again? I know you've done plenty. Truffle dip. Four Truffle what? Dip. Oh, okay. Four um, cheese scalloped potatoes. Okay. Hmm. So season four episode 12 of friends is called the one with the embryos so i feel like this is just going to pick up right where it left off you know Mm um with uh phoebe you wouldn't say you wouldn't say great sorry uh just got a work text um you wouldn't say conceived. What would you say if Phoebe uh, is procedure fertilized? Fertilized, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, okay, um, I'm gonna say Phoebe and. Frank um, 
Let's see. Okay. Phoebe and Frank feel funny about fertility and family. Good one. <laughs> okay. Okay, so season four, episode 12 of How I Met Your Mother, which I will have pulled up at any moment. Mm-hmm. If you can hold your breath for just one more moment, it is called Benefits. Benefits. Okay. Okay. So I already know you already spoiled. I know that Hurricane Heather is no no longer part of the uh, storyline here. I, okay, listeners, tell me if I'm wrong because I looked up. Aaron Cahill does not have any more credits for How I Met Your Mother. She has plenty of credits. This woman works like crazy. Good for her. But is it a situation like because I I, I I teased before that Robin's dad is going to be recast. It's not going to be Eric Braden again. Um, yeah. Is it a situation where Heather shows up as a different actress, maybe? Because Aaron Cahill couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, but I don't think we ever see her again. I feel like they missed an opportunity to throw in like a fun guest star. Because they have tons of like fun guest, guest stars to play Ted's. But I wonder if they wrote this thinking, this person's going to be on the show more. We need yeah. to get... We can't like have, you know... I'm trying to think of... I almost said Mandy Moore, and I remember Mandy Moore was on the show. Yeah. Uh, so who would be? We can't get Anne Hathaway. Yeah. She's not going to do the show every week. Yeah. Um, okay, so benefits, maybe. Um, so Robin's been kind of, like, sad and desperate, like, kind of in a dry spell. Okay. So maybe um, Ted and Robin are going to toy with the idea of a friends with benefits situation. Um, much to the chagrin of everyone else. Um, um, okay. Ted and Robin pull a Jerry and Elaine mm. and embark on an FWB Relish. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else hates it for various reasons. <laughs> alternately jealous and Chagrin. moralizing yeah. <laughs> about it. Yeah. That's usually their. We know Barney would be jealous, right? Barney would be jealous. Marshall would be like, it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and Lily would probably be into it. Uh, she's into it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's it. We talked about it all. Um, I actually wrote down some of the, the calls to action that I could remember. Uh, museum strategies, uh, thoughts on surrogacy, um, gender neutral names for nieces and nephews. Um, I didn't say this one, but uh, tell us about your favorite like bar for expatriates or for Local. transplants, yeah. tra- transplant bars. Yeah. Tell me your favorite. Cause I, I love that, that we kind love of thing. hearing about your watering hole uh, choice. Yeah. And also tell us if you've seen the King of Kong, you can watch, you can rent the King of Kong at normal, like places where you can rent, you know, your Amazons and apples and stuff like that. Uh, so, um, yeah. Tell us any thoughts you have on the King of Kong, uh, possible gill screen. Very funny. Or your favorite uh, Kathy Bates movie. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good one. Favorite Kathy Bates movie. Yeah. That isn't misery. That isn't Misery. Yeah, yeah, can't be Misery. What's yours? Favorite Kathy Bates movie that isn't Misery? I bet I know. You do? Is it Fried Green Tomatoes? Oh, that's good. Yeah? That's real good. Yeah? 
Um, I was going to go with About Schmidt, even though it's a small role. Um, but she's great in About Schmidt. What's... Oh, Dolores Claiborne was scary. <laughs> I don't think I ever... No, I did see Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. Yeah. Was I it think, scary? I think so. Fried Green Tomatoes, I think, is my answer. Yeah, there's also um, Primary Colors. She's very good in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, favorite Kathy Bates movie that isn't Misery. Let us yeah. know. Yeah. All right, well... Um, you can find us at battleshipretention.com. We can find the podcast wherever you found it, but you can find a post for each episode at battleshipretention.com. You can leave a comment there. You can also tweet at me at Davy Pretension. You can also email the both of us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about all of these things uh, that we that we laid out. Um, that's where you can find me. Yeah, Battleship Pretension is also where you can find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension, which is about movies. Um and and we're going to be getting into some sort of like a 2022 wrap up stuff. We we teased it a little bit. Then we're going to do some Sundance stuff, and then we're going to come back and and really spend February wrapping up the year that was 2022 in movies. So uh, yeah, subscribe for that. Uh, Natalie, um, remind me again uh, where you want people to track you down on the internet. I don't. Thank you. Okay. But uh, if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. You have plenty of calls to action, so let us know. Get yeah, at us. Yeah. Or anything you want to say, let us know. Um, if you can, yeah, open your uh, podcast app of choice and give us a star rating and yeah. review. It helps people find a us. A review would be great. Um, and if you leave us a review somewhere other than Apple Podcasts, let us know, because we're not really checking that <laughs> regularly. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let us know. Yeah, okay. Until next time, see you in Moose Jaw. <laughs> <laughs>